When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's Dan from Desert Island Dicks here. Today's episode features the comedian Laura Lex, and I hope you enjoy it. It's uh, Monday morning when I'm recording this, so um, I don't really have a lot to say because I'm terrible in the mornings. Well, I'd say until the afternoon, really, and even then I'm not great. Normally I record these bits in the evening and uh, I'm I'm more eloquent and able to speak properly. So, look, I'm going to keep it simple. Laura Lex is on the podcast today, and uh, all I'm going to ask you to do is... um, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend. Tell a friend. That's easy, isn't it? Just you can text them. You can uh, retweet us on Twitter. That's sort of like telling a friend, isn't it? It's also like telling people that aren't your friends. But, you know, just get the word out there about Desert Island Dicks. That would be lovely. Just spread the word. That's, let's just keep it simple for the start of the week. If you're listening to us at the end of the week, it's still fine. As I said, I'm sleepy and I can't think. So let's just listen to the podcast. It's Desert Island Dicks with Laura Lex. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian and writer Laura Lex. How are you? Um, well, it's not been the best start to the year. My dog's been pretty ill. Um, So I've been sort of mainly dealing with that to be honest so I'm sort of easing myself back into work and um gigging and trying to stop the dog moving and opening up all her stitches so (laughs) yeah that sounds like a a challenging start to the year yeah it's not been great but Mm. hey let's um onwards and upwards and all that kind of stuff well let's cheer you up by thinking of the worst people and things <laughs> you can imagine um is that something that you find easy to do are you, are you prone to a rant are you more reserved um no i'm quite cautious about upsetting people so i think i might have even taken the wrong tack on this podcast um with my decisions <laughs> but um i don't really like upsetting people so even the thought of slagging somebody off that was probably never going to seek out and listen to my appearance on this podcast made me feel quite uncomfortable mm-hmm. um and also, it wasn't the route that my brain went down. When I was like, oh, who would be the worst person to be stuck on the island with? I just didn't think about, like, horrible people, I suppose. I thought about, like, the worst situation. So I'm really sorry if I've messed up the, the <laughs> format. <laughs> That's okay. Well, well, um, let's get into it and we can, we can see how we get on. Who's going to be the first person joining you on the island? Okay, so we'll go for a straightforward one, first mm-hmm. of all. Um, I would really hate to be stuck on an island with Bugs Bunny. Okay. I I find him very annoying and annoying in that, like, assertive sort of, oh, what's wrong with you? Nothing ever bothers me kind of a way. And I think mm. that would get very tedious very quickly. Also, yeah. you'd be like, where are you getting these carrots from? Share the love. How have you always got a carrot? 
Yeah, he always just sort of pulls it out of a pocket, but he doesn't have yeah. pockets. It's that yeah. weird cartoon thing, like when when you watch a cartoon with something that has hooves, they still manage to pick up a cup or something, even yeah. though they don't have any fingers. It really annoys me. Um, yeah, Bugs Bunny, I mean, I can imagine, I've never thought of this before, because normally, I guess, when you're watching it, he's kind of like the, he's a sort of, bit of an anti-hero in a way because he's a bit you know sort of very laid back kind yeah. of sarcastic but I mean if you yeah if you're dealing with that I think I'd find him incredibly smug yeah you can sort of imagine him speaking to an imaginary camera quite a lot yeah but I don't and know just what like her problem time, is you know you're having a really rubbish Wednesday where you're like look I'm stuck on an island it was meant to be my wedding anniversary today but instead I'm here on this island and he'd just be there like hey why is this even bothering you and you'd be just be like <laughs> have you got emotions I yeah. just I'd find him a struggle yeah 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 it's the sort of just as the the shelter that you spent a week building finally gives in and collapses he'd just sort of turn up what's up doc you know now yeah. now bugs yeah and i don't think he'd be very helpful i think he like you'd be trying to build a shelter or build a fishing rod or do your stuff and he'd just kind of be stood there watching you not assisting but having sarcastic comments on everything you did that went slightly wrong yes that is very much his sort of vibe isn't it i haven't mm. watched bugs bunny in a long time but from what i remember he's a sort of like a sarcastic voyeur <laughs> Yes, <laughs> which just I think would be the worst possible addition to being stranded on a desert island. And you couldn't even eat him because he's a cartoon. So it's not like yeah. he's a real rabbit that you could possibly eat if you got desperate, you know. And I think like if cartoon logic followed him, you'd be frustrated because he'd turn up like with a book or something and you'd be like look if you know how to get this sort of stuff can you get some flares <laughs> or a dinghy or like help us somehow and you'd all i think if you were stuck with a cartoon you'd always feel like they were capable of getting you rescued but weren't doing it mm. for irritating reasons yes definitely yeah it's weird isn't it like quite a lot of cartoons if you watch them as a grown-up you just kind of think yeah, you're just a bit of a dick. Like yeah. Dennis the Menace was originally just just a, quite a nasty bully. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, you you couldn't kill him because you'd probably you know if it got to that point and you you just decided he had to die, you know you'd just smack him around the head. He'd be invincible. He'd get some yep. little stars or Tweety Birds around his head. You chop his head off and he just turns into like fifty other rabbits or something. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think that is a very good choice. Um, have you always hated Bugs Bunny? I mean, is this like a sort of, as, a, as an adult, you've kind of realised that he's a prick or is it... I, d I, don't, I don't think I've thought about him truthfully for a long time. I definitely never had warm, fuzzy feelings towards him as a child. And I think I do tend towards underdogs a bit more. But it was he was the first thing that popped into my head when you said to think about the three worst people to be stuck on an island with. And then I sort of sat down for a bit longer and I did it all and then I went back over all my thoughts again. And he was still there as like... And I thought about all the regulars, you know. I was going in my head like Piers Morgan. And I was like, do you know what though? At least Piers Morgan is intelligent. Like maybe he uses his intelligence to go down a different route than I believe is... is morally comfortable but you know you could have some good conversations um he knows 
he's he's well versed in the same world and universe that I understand. So you could have debates about stuff. Whereas Bugs Bunny is just a wind up <laughs> merchant. Like he's like the worst Twitter troll, I think, mm. of just like wanting a reaction. Yeah. The only time I think he'd really come in handy was if you were being hunted by anything. Then I think having a cartoon on your side would be really helpful. Yeah, because he could do that thing if someone's trying to shoot you, he sticks his finger in the barrel mm-hmm. and it explodes the other way and that yeah. sort of thing, which we Or the can't gun's do, been obviously. subbed out for one of those bang ones with the flag, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Then I think he'd be really great. If you, if you had some sort of like wild boar that you were always in a battle with, um, <laughs> but I don't know about that situation. I think this is a really good start, and uh, I've never come at him from this angle, but uh, I'm never going to be able to look at him in the same way again. So <laughs> so well done. Um, I'm interested to see how he's going to get on with the the next two characters as well. Like who who's going to join him on the island? So my second choice is Zac Efron. Okay. Um. And this is for two reasons. One, I think he seems really lovely. Mm. And therefore, maybe three reasons. I would hate to see him stuck on a desert island. I think he'd really try hard um, to help out. Two, he's a vegan. And I think I would really struggle to... He would have to choose to either sort of probably not be vegan if we were going to survive... Which would be really horrible to watch somebody who's that committed to a lifestyle have to give it up. Or he would slowly die of malnutrition. And that would be awful to watch. And three, I would find him very tempting not to kiss. And (laughs) I would like to stay faithful to my husband despite being on a desert island. So for those three reasons, um, Zac Efron. Yeah, because I mean, of course... He's someone who a lot of ladies like to see with his yes. top off on he's a sort of, you know, yeah, yeah. Yes. And he seems, so he's like handsome and a nice guy and cares yeah. about the planet. Yeah. Complete bastard. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does seem like a, quite a sweet guy, doesn't he? Like, yeah. He did that travel series. I don't know if you've watched it and I can't remember what it was called or what streaming service it was on. So this is not helpful. But he did something about like traveling the world to save it or something. Some sort of Yeah, I, I saw it pop up on Netflix, mm. but I hadn't actually clicked on it. But, um, he just he came across really well, like not the world's sharpest guy and not the world's stupidest guy, but really willing to learn <laughs> and kind and interested and nice. And I just thought like... Oh, yeah, I'd be so sad to have to watch him be stuck. Mm. I can sort of imagine him being a sweet guy and sitting there writing poems and you're going, hey, Zach, um, you know, how's how's it going on the firewood situation? He's like, oh, well, listen, I decided instead to just like write my feelings down. And you'd be like, <laughs> that's just sweet, Zach. But like, it's been three weeks. Oh, I think he might try and be helpful. But I like when you've been a child star, have you had to have much experience of looking after yourself? I mean, I don't know. I'm supposing here. But yeah, I guess I'd find like maybe he has no idea how to do anything for himself. Mm, yeah. But I feel like he'd try. I think and I, and I think like uh, also I think Bugs would have a lot of material to sort of satirize Zach. And that would be quite painful to watch because I think Zach would want to get along with Bugs and then Bugs would be shooting him down all the time. Mm, yeah, he's like, oh, I love Bugs Bunny. I love cartoons. This is great. Yeah, and then just sort of, you know, I don't see why Bugs have to be so mean all the time. Yeah, like he plays the dumb sidekick in films really well and, and I feel like, you know, he'd naturally want 
like he'd understand the alchemy between him and Bugs. But I think, you know, oh, it would be sad to watch. Yeah, just withering away slowly. I find I get really confused with Zach Efron. In my head, if I try and think of him, it's like some, you know, you can't picture someone's face. It's like a bit of him. <laughs> sometimes it's Justin Bieber. Sometimes it's like this guy who I think is maybe one of the Franco brothers who was in okay. 21 Jump Street. And I can't quite, so it's hard to have a, he's so generic to me, it's hard to care enough. See, for me, I think because he was like high school musical when I was like a, a teenager and then Baywatch and Greatest Showman have all, like he's developed as I've developed. So I feel like the things he's been in have always been aimed at my age range or thereabouts. Okay. You're so in his crosshairs. I've, yeah, I've aged quite well with Zach's demographic. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think seeing anyone that... Um, also, the other thing, it could go the other way. Because, I mean, it's difficult seeing anyone that you care about or enjoy seeing just slowly withering... The other thing is, he could just be a massive dick. We don't know that. Like, there is a chance, you know, child star, lots of money. You know, it might be as soon as the camera stopped rolling, he's unbearable. And then you have to be faced with that. Uh, You know, imagine if he was just a real spoiled brat and he was like, oh, this coconut water is trash. I want the stuff from Whole Foods. And you're like, I mean, it's from a coconut. It's organic. It's it's (laughs) literally the best coconut water you can get. It's like, oh, no, it doesn't taste right. It tastes funny. I want it in a carton. That would be really sad. That that would be gutting. But then maybe that would make Bugs be an upside because Bugs could deal with that. Like, you know, he'd be quite good at at countering the brattiness. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's interesting so far. I think um, I'll be curious to see how it turns out. Okay, who's going to be the third person that joins the, the three of you? Um, well, there isn't a third person because the third person would be myself. Um I absolutely hate having too much time to think. Okay. And I think being with my own thoughts and myself on a desert island for an extended period of time might just be my own idea of hell. Like, just being (laughs) stuck with myself. Like, I'm the sort of person that is never in silence. I always Mm. have a podcast on. I don't even listen to music because I can think too much to music. So I always have a podcast or an audiobook on. And I think that much thinking time with me able to spiral, oh, I mm. like oh I'd almost find it easier to be like lobotomized or slightly sedated just to slow <laughs> down the amount of anxious thoughts that could run through my head so I'm the third person on my island okay and shall we say I mean we could go the whole hog here and say it's like a clone of you so there is actually another you on but, the island. Oh, but yeah, okay, she'd have to be talking out loud constantly because that would be the thing. It would be the constancy of thoughts with very little to shut them out. That's what I'd find difficult. Like, I think I'm quite a practical person and I can be quite optimistic and useful. So I'm not, like, terrible in terms of island specificity. It's just for my own sanity being stuck with my own thoughts. That's like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah, yeah. It'd be really difficult in this scenario because obviously in other desert island situations, having company would be great, but we're picking people you don't want to be Mm. with. And then the only other option is you. So, you know, just when you think, oh, I need some time alone, shit, I can't because I'm going to drive myself mad. And you better go back to Bugs Bunny and Zac Efron. Yeah. I don't think I've ever thought the thought, I need some time alone. (laughs) I don't. 
I don't think that's ever happened to me in the history of being with my own brain. Um, my thought is always, I need some time with several other people so that I can't <laughs> hear myself think anymore. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, so basically, all you've got to sort of get you out of that is Bugs Bunny and uh, and whatever whoever Zac Efron turns out to be in exactly. real life. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor Zac Efron, who's very sad about having to eat whatever we can catch to stay alive and the shoddy coconut water. And then, as soon as he's made his peace with drinking his slightly gritty coconut water, Bugs turns up with a carton of it, and I'm sure Bugs Bunny would litter as well. <laughs> I think that would annoy me and Zach. Yeah, because he's from a consequence-free environment, pretty much. Yeah. You know, his world is, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter, like, what happens. Um, yeah, and I guess if, you know, if you don't want to have your own thoughts, you don't want silence all the time, but you'd want Bugs Bunny to shut up, so you're making a choice between him stopping talking or you carrying on talking in your mind. Exactly. So. That's not a good situation to be in, is it? No. Do you want cartoon witticisms or, like, the tortured thoughts of a very privileged middle class comedian neither <laughs> thank you neither <laughs> okay uh, Laura now mercifully amongst the wreckage of the plane there was some food and drink left over unfortunately for you it's your least favourite food and drink in the world what are they and why are they so bad okay so food um, I'm going Brussels sprouts mm-hmm. um, I hate most green vegetables and I really wish I didn't because I'd love to be the sort of adult that was like oh green vegetables are so delicious I'm craving some fresh tasting green vegetables but (laughs) I've never felt like that I think they all taste weird and sad and mean and Brussels sprouts (laughs) are the worst they are so intense and every time you try and voice this some idiot goes oh have you tried cooking them with lots of butter and bacon and salt and you go I know butter and bacon and salt are delicious but if I wanted to eat something covered in butter and bacon and salt it would be bread I'm not gonna waste those delicious things with a nasty sprout in the middle if you're gonna eat something gross just eat it gross on its own don't like ruin good things by putting them with the gross thing so I think like sprouts would be the worst because you'd know you had to eat them too to keep the scurvy off Ugh. It's weird, isn't it? Because they're such a, you know, traditional food at Christmas. Ugh. But, you know, when people are like, oh, yeah, but you've got to have Brussels sprouts. And it's like, but, yeah. but maybe that was just what was on offer at the time. Now, there are so many other alternatives. Why do we have to keep eating something that no one likes that much? And as you said, you can dress it up as much as possible, but you can get another green vegetable and dress it up a bit less and it'll still be nicer. It's like... Exactly. And it, oh, and it, it, like the sprouts take so long to get down as well. Like they're not like, you know, if you overcook a bit of broccoli, you barely have to chew broccoli. You can just mulch it a little bit and get it in you. But sprouts take effort. And you either have to cut them in half and then that's two mouthfuls or you have to have a whole mouth, like literally a mouthful. A sprout is mouth-sized and that's too much. That's too much. Mm. Oh, I feel really gross even thinking about them. Um, I'm really sad. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Also, what annoys me now is that like modern thing of sprouts coming on their little stick. You know, like you see they're like, oh, these are organic. And so we're selling them still on the stick. Why? You don't like 
what's happening there? I don't need the stick. You're just selling me a massive part of that that I don't need that won't fit in the food recycling bin. Put them back in the bag. Ugh. Yeah, that's the equivalent of like when a kid really wants something from a shop that is just dressed up in a fancy wrapper yeah. and then they get them out and they go, there's nothing. This is this is shit. This is the yeah. same thing I have normally. This is just a biscuit or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a novelty. Like, oh, that's how they grow. Now we can move on. Yeah. Overrated. Massively overrated. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Fair enough. Well, what are you going to try and wash them down with? What's your drink choice? Well, I was really thinking about this. And this was much harder because there aren't many drinks that I'm not into. But I really did think the worst thing for me would be cheap banana milkshake. Okay, yeah. So not like a banana smoothie. Like I'm not talking fresh banana. I'm talking like that banana flavouring syrup. Like Yazoo. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yazoo? That, yeah, it is Yazoo, isn't it? In a in a sort of thick milkshake because one, I don't like that fake fruit taste. Um, mm. Like I don't really like strawberry ice cream or banana ice cream or anything that's like artificial flavoring mm. fruit flavor. And two, I think milkshake would be so unsatisfying <laughs> on a desert island. Like yeah. each mouth was going to have a bit of sand in it. You're basically washing down a sprout with like thick milk, banana oh. milk. Um, so, uh, and obviously there's no caffeine in it. So my caffeine headaches aren't going to go away. Yeah. Blech. You'd always just have a sticky mouth. Mm. Yeah. Some, some fruit flavors, like they never taste exactly like the thing. But banana flavouring is particularly different to what a banana tastes like. A banana isn't that strong a taste, but fake banana, like those foam bananas yeah. you get. Oh, yeah, it's really strong, isn't it? And like milkshakes as a grown-up are fine, but there's something about, yeah, a crap banana milk. I remember seeing a guy on the tube and he just had a bottle of that crap banana milkshake sticking out of his like, duffel coat pocket. And I'm like, grow up, man. Come on, like, <laughs> grow up. It's, it's not right. I think fruit flavourings have come on a long way in my lifetime. Oh, science. <laughs> <laughs> They're certainly a lot better than they used to be. Because I remember as a kid, I only ever wanted chocolate everything because anything fruit flavoured would be a bit rubbish. Except raspberry ripple. That was always good because raspberry's a bit tangier. But I think like fruit flavourings always overdo the sweet. They never, you can't quite replicate that like sharpness of natural sugar you know it it's mm. always a bit too like gummy and like ugh. um and i do occasionally like a milkshake but i think you would so quickly just want a lovely glass of spring water yeah yeah i just it would get so um yeah sort of claggy and you know if you just leave it for a while it starts to separate and, and yeah yeah i went to peru and for some reason 
They are mad on milkshakes and like yeah. and like you know like drinking yogurt. Yeah. You go to like any sort of Seven Eleven, and there's just like a whole wall of of it in yeah. the freezers. It's so strange. That's just a little aside there about my travels because <laughs> I'm a wanker. Um, you know, just to, just to give you a colourful picture about about dairy drinks in different countries. Mm. Um, I think also milkshakes traditionally drunk through a straw, and I think drinking it just off the side of the cup would be really gross even worse feeling but if you were drinking it through a straw i can sort of imagine being sat on this desert island beach already sad drinking milkshake and then just like a turtle poking its head out of the water and seeing your straw and judging you Mm. and you just feel like the smallest piece of poo that ever lived (laughs) (laughs) i think as well because it had been on a plane they'd be like in little bottles so if you were thirsty You couldn't even just chug them that quickly because you have to open Ugh. one, have like about seven open. Oh, and it's going to be warm, isn't it? Like, it's not even going to be refrigerated. You'd have to bury it under the sand to keep it cool. And then you've got sand in your banana milkshake. Oh, just the yeah. worst. Yeah, your teeth just like, you know, when you like rub your teeth together after you've been to the beach and you just hear like... okay well laura we're going to distract you slightly from the awful food and drink because fortunately you won't be without entertainment on the island the plane's entertainment system continues to work but just your luck it only has two working settings one is your least favorite film of all time and the other is your least favorite song what are they and why i chose the film the pineapple express Mm -hmm. which I think, to my memory, is the saddest I've ever been in a cinema. Um, And I chose it as a sort of representative of a genre of films I don't really like very much that I think also would be very annoying if you were in that situation of not having endless other entertainment because it's such a throwaway film. Like, it's one of those, like, for people who haven't seen it, I think it's... It's Seth Rogen and mm. maybe Joseph Gordon-Levitt or one of the Francos or someone like that. Anyway, it's one of those like stoner-esque films. Mm. And it's it's basically just about some stoners getting into situations whilst tracking down some drugs. And it's so far away from anything I'm interested in. I don't remember finding it very funny and I think that that sort of quite thinly humorous comedy would be the most frustrating thing to be stuck with for all eternity. Just after my youngest son was born at the beginning of last year, there was loads of times I had to just stay awake as long as possible into the night. And so, you know, stuff like this was quite good fodder for me, you know. But it's very... And quite often I forget what I've seen and what I haven't, Mm. you know. And it's weird, like, I think you can put the same ingredients together in a different film and they're okay. Yep. I'm sure it did well with who it was meant for and it wasn't meant for me, so it shouldn't have pleased me. Um, But I think, like, just personally, like, when you're looking for comfort or some meaning in the human existence, I think being stuck with something that cost millions of pounds to make and was just about a load of white men looking for some drugs would be so annoying so quickly yeah and you know like i used to be quite a stoner when i was younger but when it becomes like your whole identity it's a bit like (laughs) it's like someone who only talks about real ale you're like i don't care like uh, 
I really like drinking alcohol, but like I don't want to talk. I've got other things I'm interested in. Yeah. And I feel like that a bit like, and maybe now that it's kind of, legal in the states as well it's kind of even got even more sort of license to sort of go oh but now i'm like a weed connoisseur it's like oh but you're grown up shut up don't yeah. care it's not that interesting yeah because i wouldn't want to talk to a sommelier for very long or you know somebody that really understood the difference between i don't know differently reared cattle kind of stuff like i don't know i'd find all of that really difficult and and stuff and so because i've never really been a stoner at all so because like the somebody being really into weed is like an extra step removed from something i'm even oh god boring <laughs> boring 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 and i think every time i sat down to watch that film i'd just be thinking of all the other comedies that were adjacent to that like Step Brothers is I'd say probably in a really similar genre to Pineapple Express and I love it I think Step Brothers are so funny it just really tickles me I'd be so frustrated that I had this bro <laughs> comedy rather than any of the other ones that I really like yeah yeah i think yeah anything where you didn't find it funny the first time then you know you're never gonna you, any sort of further nuance isn't gonna you know improve it after watching it a million times so yeah um, a great fair choice and what would your song choice be so um i chose a song called um tonight i celebrate my love by Peebo bryson and roberta flack and again it's a little bit representative but i dislike duets Hmm. Um, I think they sound like novelty music and um, they're, they're twee and annoying. And so I chose this one as a sort of ballady representation of that kind of, oh, God, we get it. You love each other and you're separated or you love each other and you're together or like, God, ugh, oh, <laughs> I find it real saccharine and like woof. Well, straight away. It's a weird thing to say. So, you know, looking at the lyrics here. Tonight I celebrate my love for you. It seems the natural thing to do. Tonight no one's going to find us. We'll leave the world behind us. <laughs> when I make love to you, tonight I celebrate my love for you and hope that deep inside you'll feel it too. Now, imagine uh... someone saying that to you. <laughs> imagine, like, going to bed with your partner. You're going to have sex. And before before anything happens, I go, tonight... I celebrate my love for you, oh and you just God. go, <laughs> yeah. I've, I think, um, I think I'm just going to read. Actually, it's too ick. It's too ick, and there's something about like a male and female voice, like intertwining and singing, that just makes gives me the shivers. It just mm. makes me go like, Ugh! I don't like mm. it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I've just seen it in too many Disney films to take it seriously outside of that but like a whole new world is about the only place i want to hear <laughs> a boy and a girl sing about love and and be i'm okay with it if i can't take it seriously mm. and so it just it, i don't know it makes me think of musical songs and i love musicals it's fine in that context but i can't cope with it as pop music it just makes me go no yakking up banana milkshake all over my sprouts <laughs> like there's the occasional good one like dilemma nelly and kelly oh i'd have that on my desert island sure crack on <laughs> but but this just makes it's everything i dislike about music is is 
this song. Sounds like something that, like, I don't know, imagining, like, you lost your partner and they started going out with, like, someone who worked at the resort that you lost them at. Like, just some, like, really <laughs> cheesy kind of barman. And he was like, tonight I celebrate my love for you. <laughs> It's too much. I don't know. It's, yeah. You just hear the opening bars and just go. And then maybe later you'd hear Zac Efron humming it to himself. Mm. Like, Come on, Zac. And he's so good at singing. And, you know, maybe he'd want us, you to. Uh. Come on, do the other part. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Do the other part, Laura. Come on, just yeah. once. It's not catchy enough that you kind of like the fact that it's stuck in your head, but it's just dreary enough that it gets stuck in your head. It's not for me, that one. Yeah. I've heard your argument. I've seen the lyrics and <laughs> case closed case closed okay well finally the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals which animal is it and why um i've gone with a pig mm-hmm. uh because i try very hard to be a vegetarian um and pigs are delicious so i think mm. the temptation of a pig being around would be really difficult also they're so clever they're also quite they can be quite violent and if we died pigs would eat us so there would be no chance of our families finding our bodies and having closure because we'd be pig fodder they're quite scary when there's a lot of them like Mm. a lot of pigs you're not gonna mess with them um so for all of those reasons i think i would find it very tempting to have pigs around but then probably just as i went oh do you know what what's the point of being vegetarian if i'm out in the wild um like a pig would do something real clever and then i'd feel horrendous about eating it and bugs would probably work i had a saddle one and ride it around that would be very (laughs) irritating (laughs) And yeah, and he'd come up with a terrible wisecrack, like, now that's what I call a piggyback. And you're like, we're all there. We all got there, Bugs. We don't need you to yes, say Yes, exactly. And you'd be like, where did you get that saddle from? We could have put that on that turtle that was judging my milkshake straw earlier and we could have been free by now. <laughs> um, and you'd probably, you'd just about get your hut built and then something would spook the pigs on the other side of the island and they'd come rampaging through and tear it apart, you know? Yeah. Or you built your hut over the one truffle on the island and they snorkel it up. You, uh, I just, yeah, I think pigs can cause chaos without meaning to, but would just about have nice enough eyes and look friendly enough that I'd feel horrific about how much I wanted to eat them. You can't milk them either, I don't think. Like pig milk, I don't think they produce much milk. No, I mean, I think sometimes they, their organs are compatible with ours, but, you know, what are you going to do with that on a desert island? That's not useful. You yeah, know, bugs like- would be the only one capable of doing the surgery. Yeah, and God, you don't want to leave him in charge. Also, the point about you saying that they could eat you afterwards, it's just, imagine your parents hearing that, like your child was eaten by pigs. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bleak way to go. While Bugs Bunny watched and Zac Efron sat in a tree that Laura didn't have the upper body strength to climb, and <laughs> Zac cried, and Bugs laughed, and then they drank milkshake at her funeral. <laughs> Pour a, pour a sip onto the beach in memory. <laughs> yeah. As she would have done rather than drinking it herself because <laughs> because it was a drink she hated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think we can end on a better note than Laura was eaten by pigs. <laughs> so, hey, I but think... at least she's not hanging out with herself anymore. Who was her least favourite person? There is some the comfort in that. <laughs> 
she finally has peace from her inner thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on today. Laura, where's the best place to keep up to what you're up to at the minute? Um, you can find me. My website is lauralex.co.uk. I'm on Twitter at lauralex, Instagram at lexlaura. Um, I think that's it, really. Oh, I've got a YouTube channel, that sort of thing. You know how to use the internet, though. That's yes. my name, Laura Lex. You'll find me. I'm never <laughs> offline. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. Well, thank you again for coming on Desert Island Dicks today. Thanks for having me. There you go, then. That was Desert Island Dicks with Laura Lex. Desert Island Dicks, it's a sync clap production. It was created by James Deacon. Remember him? He used to present the podcast too. But now it's me, and I also produce it. My name is Dan. It's edited by Chris. He's a good man. Chris Attaway. He does the editing for us. It really helps us a lot. We get social media support from Jason Leach and occasionally from Chintzy Clinton as well. That's not his real name, though. And a special mention, as always, to Grandmapster Flash, who is our statistician and John Deacon, our historian and all-round good man. So there you go. Uh, That's it. We're going to be back next week with more dickish fun. So please join us then. Don't forget to tell a friend. Thank you very much. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, Bye-bye.